program, The Wild Boar News Podcast from sunny South Florida. Welcome, I'm Dr. Matthew McMahon. Where does character come from? Well, many Christians today believe character is expressed by the color of your Bible or the kind of dress you wear to church. It's often esteemed as part of the repertoire of the physical characteristics of a given person in their larger and extended self and the things they buy or own. Some think their character shines forth in their tattoos. Others believe their character is seen in the kind of jewelry that their belly button demonstrates. Others find their character bound up in the hairstyle or lack thereof, clothes, cars, houses, and other material things. Oftentimes, churches have character, which demonstrates the kind of people that attend. Large churches with in-house cafes attract a certain character or person. Whitewashed churches with little decor and wooden pews attract other kinds of characters. People often go to the store to buy clothes with character. One friend of mine, Mr. Alex Berry, said something quite profound today. He said, and I quote, People are out at the stores trying to buy character, end quote. What he meant was that people are out at Macy's or Nordstrom's or Walmart buying clothes that have what they think character to them. Their wardrobe and their minds have character in them, so that character will be seen on them. In the old days, one would buy a pair of denim jeans that were as blue as blue could be, and you would have to wash them, beat them, work them in, wear them out to demonstrate the kind of character they would have as a result of your work and your wear in them. Now, one can go to the store and buy character in ripped jeans, worn jeans, faded jeans, colored jeans, and the like. But really, I ask again, where does character come from? Can it really come in tattoos, earrings, or the kind of jeans that someone would buy? Are pink foot-high mohawks really something to demonstrate a person's character? Better yet, to distinguish a true character from a pseudo-character, we would simply need to look to God. What makes God's character his character? He does not wear fancy clothes or jewelry or even get haircuts. He does not, in any manner of materialism, confer his own divine character in such things. Rather, God's character is found in the revelation of himself to us, in the Bible, in the propositions that demonstrate his being. Character, then, comes from the being of a person, not something they can buy on a rack or have tattooed on their arm. The Westminster Shorter Catechism asks, What is God? It answers... God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable, in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. The Bible says in Philippians 2.22, But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father he served with me in the gospel. Romans 5.3-4 says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character and character hope. Character is the internal disposition of the soul and the manner of its outworking in the demonstration of that soul as it exercises its intellect throughout life for good or for ill. 
Yet, and we must always remember, one can never, ever buy character in a store. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L, 3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle is adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.